The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Power Rankings Tuesday presented by DraftKings, of course. It is a new week. We'll have a new Spread the Word winner at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just so you know, I love, I love when I see new people spreading the word via social media. It means a lot to me. Please do it this week. It's a great week to do it. We'll have a sponsor confirmation email winner who will get a Madden, a copy of Madden this week. And you know what? I'm going to open it up to any of our sponsors, any of the ones you hear on the show, LinkedIn, Manly, Native, Deodorant, whatever one you hear, Raycon earbuds, you take advantage of any of them, send it to me. You got a great chance to get this week's Madden. And guess what? You send me two of them, you can almost guarantee that you're the winner and get a free Madden for your family. Love the YouTube shout-outs, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Speaking of shout-outs, how about Nick Smith? He is the latest patron over at patreon.com slash RT Media. Really the latest Tuckhead. It's unbelievable how many Tuckheads we get at the start of the season. I think a lot of them just want to be able to see our even money bets since Steve and I are both up multiple units to start the season. We will record that later today. But I still love having new people on our private Slack channel so we can chat during these games. So welcome to the family. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Monday Night Football, the Raiders over the Baltimore Ravens. They win 33-27 in overtime. They actually won in overtime twice. What a bananas football game. I mean, that was wild. Between the Bucks and Cowboys to start week one, Thursday night, and the Ravens and Raiders to end it Monday night, it's almost like the games are rigged. I'm joking. They're not rigged because you couldn't even make it up if you tried for these games to end and be as entertaining as they are. But from an NFL's perspective, it is just remarkable, 
absolutely remarkable that these primetime games are as good as they are. You know, Mariota got the big play early, but the Raiders did nothing with it. Tyson Williams has some juice for the Ravens. He got to the house for touching up the middle. Ravens defense looked so nasty early in the game. Lamar was doing Lamar things. Go up, back is like the human joystick and then throwing a touchdown pass to, I can't remember who he threw to in the back of the end zone, but they're up 14-0 and you're like, oh man, Raiders are in trouble. But then they got something going. Derek Carr loves him some Darren Waller and he got the ball to Waller for a Jacobs touchdown. Really, the whole key to this game was the Lamar Jackson fumbles. They changed everything. I mean, Ravens are up 17-10. Lamar's third quarter fumble when he's scrambling leads to the second Jacobs touchdown, the 17-17 tie. The Ravens answer. They get a long march. Murray scores a touchdown. But then the Raiders, the teardrop throw from Carr to Ruggs, beautiful. Carr had some great fadeaway jumpers, so to speak, against that cover zero, which is an all-out blitz for the eventual Waller tying touchdown. Back-to-back field goals in the final minute for overtime. You're going to have to listen to the Even Money podcast because it drives Fezzik berserk that the Ravens kicked the ball out of the end zone at the end of regulation. He thinks they should have kicked it to the two- to five-yard line and had a lot of time go off the clock. I think he's probably right. And then the Raiders get to the goal line. If you didn't watch it last night, you got to watch the highlights. Raiders get to the goal line in overtime only to throw a tipped interception. They didn't even get to kick a field goal. But then their defense, Nassib, Pennsylvania boy, Eastern PA boy, stripped Lamar. That led to the Zay Jones game-winning touchdown on another fadeaway jumper, so to speak, by Derek Carr. The one other mention I'll make, uh, Max Crosby. First of all, Marlon Humphrey for the Ravens is awesome. And Max Crosby, nine quarterback pressures. Eight quarterback hits, two sacks. That's a season for some dudes. Absolutely incredible. And let's be honest, it has got to stink to be a Ravens fan this morning and think you had that game won and those two Lamar Jackson fumbles. It's got to stink. Here's the thing, though. It doesn't have to be that way because you just use native deodorant like I do. Native cares about the products you put on your body. Brian, did you know I was going there? Did you know I was about I, to go there? I did not. Nice segue. I like it. You see, not, a lot of people didn't know that I was coming right there. Stinks to be a Ravens fan. Put on some native deodorant. Look, I'll be honest with you. There's all kinds of things that uh, health things to do it. It's aluminum free. They have body wash, toothpaste. all this, there's a, It's got SPF sunscreen that you can get too. But I'll be honest with you. The main reason why I use native deodorant is not any of those things. It's the scents. My wife loves them. Lavender and rose, citrus and herbal musk. Mm, Musk. That sounds good. I'll have two. I'm just telling you, that's if I want to smell nice, I wear native deodorant. My wife has the strongest sense of smell in the history of the world, which sometimes does not work out that well for me. It does, though, when I'm wearing native deodorant. Stay fresh, stay clean with Native by going to nativedio.com slash Ross or use promo code Ross at checkout 
and get 20% off your first order. That's Native, D-E-O, nativedeo.com slash Ross, or use promo code Ross at checkout for 20% off your first order. It's time for the all-important power rankings. The worst team in the history of the NFL is... This week, number 32, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, listen, uh, I think I had the Texans there last week. Did I? I mean, I, I had yep. Yeah, I had the Texans there last week, and the Texans absolutely destroyed the Jaguars. So the Jaguars deserve to be there. Let me say this. Again, I think most people know this, but I pick my power rankings based on what I think would happen between the two teams on either side of each other in my rankings in a neutral site. So while I don't put it all into one game, what I thought before the season still counts, it's the only game. It's the only game so far, so I put a lot of weight into it. So there's a lot of movement in week two. Things start to settle over the next couple of weeks a little bit, but there's a lot of movement week two. Number 31, the Atlanta Falcons. So... You know, I don't know how much of it is the Eagles are just that good or the Falcons are just that bad, but the Falcons uh, are really not very good up front on either side of the ball, and they got humbled by the Eagles in that regard. You know, they got smoked at home by a team that not a lot of people have high expectations for, so I dropped the Falcons quite a bit. Number 30, it's the New York Giants. You know, I thought... There would be improvement. I thought there would be some exciting things with the Giants. I, I, I was tr- I was willing to give the Giants a chance this year. Just feels like more of the same. Below average O line play. Quarterback turns the ball over. Defense is solid but not great. It just feels like the the Giants are on repeat at this point. Twenty nine. The Jets. The Jets look. They're exactly where they were last week. This is about what I thought they would be, which is to say competitive, but not good. And they're dropping like flies. LaMarcus Joyner is done for the year. Turns out Mekhi Becton has a dislocated kneecap. He's out five to six weeks. You know, when you're not overly talented to start the year or overly deep and you start to have a bunch of injuries, that's bad. It's really not good. 28, Detroit Lions. Well, they at least showed some fight. They at least showed some spunk, you know, with that rally, that come from behind effort. You know, they still lost. I still don't think they're very good. But I will give them credit because I saw some positives from Goff, some positives from Sewell at left tackle, from DeAndre Swift. I thought it was good. 27, the Cincinnati Bengals. So the Bengals want, by the way, somebody hit me up on Twitter, okay, Bri? At Ross Tucker NFL, not at Ross Tucker Pop, and showed a touchdown or a catch by like Jamar Chase and was like, how do you feel now about your third worst team in the league? Guys, they beat the Vikings in overtime. Let's not act like the Bengals are all of a sudden some fantastic team. I'm glad that for you that they won. I, it always it always 
like it always makes me chuckle how serious people take these power rankings, which are ultimately meaningless, even though they are the official power rankings that everyone should use. Should use. All right. Um, 26, the Texans. Right. I mean, look, their over-under was four and a half. Nobody's expecting them to be very good, but I picked them to win. I loved them on even money. And I thought they had enough veterans, like solid pros, that they would put forth a better effort than other people did, and they did. 25, the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings. That was a really bad loss for them. You know, I'm not saying it's playoffs or bust, but it certainly feels like this is a big year for Mike Zimmer. And losing to the Bengals in a very winnable game, getting off to such a bad start is not a great sign. 24, the Indianapolis Colts. So I know that they've had some injury issues. We knew left tackle was going to be an issue. But right tackle was an issue. And their defense, which is supposed to be uh, a strength of theirs, wasn't very good either. And I have told you coming into the year, I didn't have high expectations for the Colts. Certainly not as high as you know other people seem to. They just had too many question marks, too many injuries coming into the year. Number 23, the Chicago Bears. So that wasn't a terrible performance. I mean, given their injury woes and their offensive line and then losing Peters and Borum during the game, I thought that was an okay performance by the Bears. I mean, they were competitive. They ran it pretty well. Okay. 22, the Panthers. So the Panthers got a win. McCaffrey looks healthy. Darnold looked okay. Defense looked pretty good. I moved them up a couple spots, but it was 19-14 against the Jets at home. I'm not getting carried away. Number 21, the Tennessee Titans. That was really bad. I mean, that was a really bad performance by the Titans. And uh, I, I don't know if that's just who they are right now or if they'll get back to who we think they can be. But, geez, I mean, the offensive line wasn't good. They didn't run play action. I don't know why. The defense wasn't good. There wasn't anything good. I mean, they're in danger of dropping a lot on this list. Number 20, the Washington football team. It sounds like Fitzmagic's going to be out a while with this dislocated hip. Uh, I, I'm so sad for him. You guys know I'm friends with him. He came on the show once this offseason. It was hilarious. It was great. This was going to be his best opportunity. You know, he was going to start the season as the starter for a team that went to the playoffs and won the division the year before. And I'm just, I'm bummed for my friend that he's not getting that opportunity now. Number 19, the Las Vegas Raiders. I know Raiders fans are going to think that they should be higher, and I can appreciate that, including my buddy Bo. But I moved him up a couple spots. I, I still have some concerns about the offensive line. I still have some concerns about the defense. You know, Max Crosby, if they didn't have him, goodness knows. And 
but they moved up. They moved up a couple spots. It was a big win in overtime. You know, we can argue whether or not they should have gotten the win. Obviously, Lamar Jackson's fumbles were the difference in the game. But kudos to the Raiders. Should be a lot of positivity today after they got that win as a home underdog. Number 18, the New England Patriots. Patriots are about what I thought they'd be, Bri. They really are. I mean, good defense. Offensive line's pretty good. You know, the passing game is still just okay. I don't love their weapons. But they would have won that game if the running backs didn't fumble. So I think the Patriots, you know, these teams in this range, Washington, Raiders, Patriots, these are all teams that I feel like are about, look like they're probably about 500 teams to me, which I guess now is 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. Number 17, the Dallas Cowboys. You know, we didn't talk about this yesterday because the Cowboys played Thursday night. And so there was nothing to talk about about them yesterday. But Lyle Collins, five-game suspension for substance abuse, skipping missing drug tests, just a, you just can't do that. You just, I mean, I don't understand how some of these guys do these things. Five games, it's a lot of money he's missing out on, and it really hurts his team. Hurts the starters, hurts the depth, and they lose Michael Gallup to IR who's out three to five weeks with a calf injury. That's not good either. I've always been higher on Gallup than a lot of people. Number 16, the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins got to win. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. They only moved up one spot in my power rankings. So they're about what I thought they were too, Bri. Solid defense. Two is pretty good. Not great. O line is average. I mean, I didn't. I moved them up one spot. They won the game. They could have easily lost. The Patriots had those two fumbles. That's about what they are. About the Eagles at number fifteen. Fly Eagles, fly on the road to victory. Fly Eagle, E A G L E S, Eagles. Man, they moved up a lot. Because they reinforced a lot of sneaky suspicions I had about them coming into the season. You go on the road, week one in the NFL, and you win 32-6. to And you're that dominant up front like I thought they'd be. Uh, They were just extremely impressive, which is why they moved up a lot. Although I will, Bri, a little bit pump the brakes. It's just unbelievable. I feel like I'm like the most balanced Eagles media personality you know so many other people they're either they're going to be terrible they stink or now it's like oh they're going to win the division they're awesome let's see a second game here let's pump the brakes a little bit you know let's get the uh, Duralast elite brake pads available exclusively at AutoZone we all know Duralast parts are proven tough but Duralast elite is on another level three times longer than a typical Duralast pad is how much longer they last. That's good news, especially if you find yourself in a lot of stop and go traffic, which is how a lot of you guys listen to the show, or if you typically drive with heavier loads in your car. They got this fancy protective hex pattern, keeps them performing longer, safer, smoother, and quieter stops. And AutoZone has over 6,000 locations nationwide. And you can shop it online, in-store, 
Love me some AutoZone. Love me some souped-up brake pads. The future of stopping starts with Duralast Elite brake pads only at AutoZone. Number 14, the Denver Broncos. So the Broncos only moved up one spot. They are, I think, about what I thought they'd be. I, I thought Teddy Bridgewater was a big upgrade at quarterback, and their defense is very good, but I don't think the Giants are very good. So it's tough to move them up too much because I still have some question marks about the Giants. I obviously don't think they're very good, but the Broncos, I, I think they're going to be in the mix all year. Number 13, the Los Angeles Chargers. So uh, the Chargers, gosh, the Chargers actually moved down a spot. I didn't even realize that. Somehow the Chargers moved down a spot. That seems unfair after they won on the road against Washington. I thought Rashawn Slater did some really good things at left tackle watching the tape. Um, and I don't know how, how they own. I, 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 I guess I still think in a series, I'd like to see how they would do against the Packers and Ravens in a series. But good start for the Chargers. Go. Chargers, go. All right, speaking of the Packers, they are number 12. Forgot to mention, Bri, when we were talking Broncos, Jerry, Judy, high ankle sprain. So he'll be out a while, but they've got a pretty good receiving core, which helps. Uh, Packers, obviously that was abysmal. So I dropped them quite a bit, but I'm not, you know, I'm not willing to drop them that much going against what looks like a good Saints team. After just one game. It's only one game. So I dropped them seven spots. I'm not going further than that. Number 11, the Baltimore Ravens. So the Ravens dropped five spots. I, I guess the concerning thing for me for the Ravens was that they end up giving up that many points to the Raiders. You know, the offense is about what I thought it would be, which is the O-line's not as good as it has been. Lamar Jackson is always going to be hot and cold as a passer, but do some amazing things. The turnovers are what cost them that game. But I, I'm a little disappointed in the defense. You know, I, I think no Marcus Peters hurts them. And I think the Raiders had a really good plan for them. I give them credit. Number 10, the Arizona Cardinals. So I moved the Cardinals up like ahead of the Chargers because – that was such an impressive performance. I mean, that's why the Chargers dropped the spot is because I moved the Cardinals up that far, but they deserved it. You know, they won the battle up front, both sides of the ball. Kyler Murray was awesome. We know about what Chandler Jones did. So I felt like they deserved it. Number nine, the 49ers. The Niners only moved up one spot. Because, okay, they beat the Lions. They really moved up one spot because, you know, the Ravens moved down, the Packers moved down. But it wasn't a game in which I saw enough from the Niners to think, oh, they should move way up. You know, not if you let the Lions come back like that. Raheem Mostert's out eight weeks with torn cartilage in his knee. They always have other good running backs, like uh, Emery's guy from Louisiana, Elijah Mitchell Emery on the College Draft Podcast, which we'll do this morning, by the way. Couldn't do it yesterday because of Brian's travel. So, uh, And by the way, Emery, if you're so inclined, was four for four on his college football bets last week. So make sure you listen to the College Draft Podcast if you want that free money that we hand out here. But uh, So they have other good running backs, and they'll be fine. 
But they lose both Mostert and uh, Jason Verrett, who's their best corner. Not good. Number eight, the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills. So I had to drop them below the Steelers. But I'm not getting that carried away. I think the Steelers have a really good defense. And I think, you know, the blocked punt killed them. I'm not, I'm not going overboard. I had the Bills number three. And I, and I predict, predicted a lot of places they'd go to the Super Bowl for a reason. So I'm not getting too carried away with a loss to a, a, a Steelers team that I have said forever is going to be better than other people think. Number seven is the Steelers. Anything else you want to add? Well, just to, to me, they look a lot like they did last year. And I, I guess you can take that as a positive or a negative. Can't run the ball real well. Passing game's not all that explosive, but really good defense. And when they get a play on special teams as well, they're probably going to win. Number six, the New Orleans Saints. What a wild 48 hours it was for Marshawn Lattimore. I don't know if his agent was negotiating it during the game or what, but they announced after the game that Marshawn Lattimore gets a huge extension, makes him the second highest paid corner in the NFL. That's the good news. The bad news is he had to have thumb surgery, came back in the game against the Packers after hurting his thumb, but then after the game, they're like, yeah, we got to get that fixed. I don't know what he had, a bone chip or what, but Marshawn ends up getting thumb surgery Tell you what, makes it a lot easier to get thumb surgery after you just got like $80 million guaranteed or whatever it is that he got. Good for you, Marshawn. Uh, he was a U.S. Army Bowl guy back in the day. Uh, that was an extremely impressive performance by the Saints. I moved him up eight spots. And the way they played up front, you guys know how much that matters to me. They are certainly on my radar screen to be moving up even more based on how they played in week one against the Packers. Number five, the Seattle Seahawks. So that was a nice win for the Seahawks on the road. You know, he scored 28 points in the first half, I guess. Four touchdown passes by Russell Wilson. All of that, obviously, highly encouraging. But I don't think the Colts are that good, number one. And number two, you know, the Seahawks have fooled us before with putting up big numbers and such, and then eventually not being able to perform at a high level, you know, later in the season. So I am tempering my enthusiasm a little bit for the 12s out there in Seattle. Number four, the Los Angeles Rams. So that was a pretty impressive performance. By the way, I moved up the Seahawks four spots, moved up the Rams several spots you know I thought they would take care of business against the Bears they did solid victory I don't know that it was I, I think that they looked about like I thought they would you know Stafford looked good in that offense with Sean McVay they didn't run the ball great defense was good probably I would say maybe the defense wasn't as good as I thought the Rams defense would be in that game number three the Cleveland Browns pretty high I know for a team that just lost. I get it. But they were on the road in a packed house against the number two team in my power rankings, and they were up 29-20 in the fourth quarter until Mahomes threw 
a ridiculous throw that easily could have been intercepted, but he did a Mahomesian thing. And then the Browns punter, they still have the lead. Browns punter drops the ball. So I thought the Browns controlled most of that action. Uh, I'm not even convinced the Chiefs are a better team than the Browns. I do think late in the game, if they played a seven-game series, Patrick Mahomes would get it done more often than Baker Mayfield would get it done, which is why the Chiefs are two, the Browns are three, but I'm not moving them down more than that. By the way, Jedrick Wills just has a sprained ankle. They say he's day-to-day, which is encouraging. Obviously, it looked like it could have been much worse. Russ's number one team, which is totally meaningless, but it's fun and will get many of you incredibly annoyed, is... Once again, the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Bucks. Thought about dropping them because of how close that game was against the Cowboys. However, they had a lot of calls go against them. I think they had 10 penalties. A couple of them I thought were bogus, although I thought Godwin pushed off at the end. They also had four turnovers. The Cowboys either had none or one. I mean, and Dak, Dak was incredible. The Cowboys won the turnover battle by three at least, maybe even four. And the penalty battle, and the Bucs still won. They still won the game. So I still have them number one until proven otherwise. Shoutouts are in order, of course, for our I Think We're Done Here members of patreon.com slash rtmedia. That's Pizza Boy Brewing, Sport of Culture, Vision Comics with an X, humanheadnyc.com, steakhousesports.com. Tomorrow we'll have Andrew. Today... We'll have the College Draft Podcast, which has been amazing. Three podcasts in one. And the Even Money Podcast, where we got off to a really good start. So for those of you, honestly, even if you're not into betting, I think you would appreciate the different way of talking about the games and looking at them. I know Fezzik talks a lot about in-game coaching decisions. And I know from his Twitter last night, he's got a lot to say about both the Ravens and the Raiders. So I think you guys should tune into that one if you get a chance. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 